0: welcome to signal boost this is jess macintosh i am here with zelina maxwell and it is january 6th the first anniversary of the insurrection we will be talking to malcolm nance one of the clearest loudest voices raising the alarm in the run-up to january 6th and even today because the threat is not over malcolm thank you so much for taking the time this morning I am I'm hopeful that your voice is in incredibly high demand today because yours is one that we really need to be listening to. So thank you for taking the time this morning. How are you doing?
1: I, I'm fine. Yeah, it's it's gonna be in high demand today. We we've already uh, you're, Good. you're the, you're Good. the we need you the start of Good the morning. deluge.
2: Yeah, no, I, I can't honored. even imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Zerlina was just talking about a conversation that we had uh, mm-hmm. with you after the twenty twenty election. We think uh, it was probably early December that we had this conversation where we asked you about the violence that did not materialize on, on election day. And and our questions were basically, you know, <laughs> have have we dodged the bullet? Are we safe? And of, of course, the answer to that was was no. Um, oh, so I, I, I can't question... remember
1: that. So what did I say?
2: <laughs> you were like, no, yeah, you I said mean, no. He... We were like, no, <laughs> you, you said to look
0: at the at the state capitals and the things that had happened at the state capitals and um, how there wasn't enough attention being placed on the threats to democracy. You, I mean, you were right. Like you were always right. So I guess right. the question now is a year later, like how are, are we any safer? Like, what is what is your sense of where we have we how, how much of the work that we need to do? Have we done in the last year to put mm. us on firmer footing?
1: OK, well, obviously, you didn't receive the propaganda package for my new book uh, that's titled <laughs> They Want to Kill Americans.
2: Oh, I, I read out the title <laughs> earlier, earlier okay, earlier this well, morning. Then. I was like, I was like, this isn't even public information yet. One, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so you can just forget about the phrase firmer footing uh, cool. for for any period of time. In fact, we are on much, much softer a uh, ground that is almost ready to give way to us as we stand on a precipice. Uh, you know, I finished that book really last July. And in fact, I had to cut out 50,000 words of examples and resources about right-wing extremism to bring it into a sort of a streamline. Uh, we, what we've seen since, to you know, one year ago today, um, and if you go look at my Twitter feed, I was monitoring the attack in real time and waiting to see them enter the building. And I was watching their own Twitter, their own video feeds to find it, too. I mean, you know, they had guys at the front edge right. of the battle. So what we've seen since them is of not even a reaffirmation, a confirmation of everything I've written in this book, which is there is a fourfold strategy that is uh, unfolding from the Republican Party. And that strategy, I call it DARF, D-A-R-F. And the first phase of that strategy unfolded so quickly, the letter D, which stands for deny. Deny that the election was fair. Deny that Joe Biden is president. Deny that Donald Trump uh, is anything other than the God Emperor of the United States, as they like to affectionately call him on many of their forums Mm -hmm. Uh, that happened so fast by mid-march it was pretty clear that the republican party was going to fold you know Mm -hmm. right into donald trump's hands and it did the next phase was the attack phase a uh to attack anyone that opposed donald trump and to attack the democrats ruthlessly and they did that they did that starting in april uh, you know, April, May, July, it, it, it got almost blistering their uh, fervor for Donald Trump and attacking their enemies, especially, you know, Adam Kinzinger and uh, Liz Cheney. The next phase I call the revenge phase. And that's where they went after the Republican politicians that that would not go along with the deny in the attack phase. That was anyone that spoke out against Donald Trump. So what's left, Malcolm? Um, what's left? is the last letter, the letter F, and that's the fear phase. They have carried out a political insurgency. That means that they are taking the, sh- the fight to keep Donald Trump as president, to keep him or elect him as dictator. They are taking that fight right to the American public and they are m- mobilizing their forces and they don't care whether it devolves into bloodshed. I can say that quite honestly. There were many, many acts of terrorism uh, in, insur- in insurgency. And an insurgency is not just one insurrection, but many acts of defiance uh, in the run up to the 2020 election. What I think the only reason they haven't really congealed and started carrying out more attacks is that the Republican Party strategy uh, to reestablish Donald Trump as president really. Rev- revolves around winning the House in 2022. And when they do that, that's it. American democracy will end on the day that we lose the House of Representatives or the Senate. And they will establish, I mean, the Republicans have already said, they're, bring Donald Trump in as Speaker of the House. It only requires a majority vote by voice. And they will start impeaching Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and everything that was put in place to stop them will be rolled back there will be no returning from a dictatorship
0: you see that moment you think that's it that no, the, yeah. that the the absolute game over moment game is over. the midterm elections absolutely not
1: 2024 oh no 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 wow. look look everything that has been done that is good since the end of the trump presidency has come from the house of representatives they will go back to uh, to acting as if Donald Trump is president because they fully intend to elect him president. They can codify every uh, anti-minority voting act done at the state level. They can roll back everything that Joe Biden got implemented. They can start putting restrictions on people. They can now use and help mobilize the National Guard to defend whatever they want to defend and you know, supporting states that support Donald Trump, the scenario is horrific. We are not talking Republicans anymore. Let, you, you know, full disclosure. At one point in my life, I was a Republican for a very long time. I was a Colin Powell-style, strong on national defense, soft on social issues re- Republican. M- my my chart now takes me hard to the left. You know, yeah. with Colin Powell, uh, they are gone so far to the right that they are now they're they're not even an insurrectionist party anymore. All right? They are a party out of power. They are a fascist party that is now going into rebellion. And they have made it clear. Their leaders will be Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the biggest idiots on this planet. Lauren Boebert, a woman who didn't even get her GED before she got sworn in. They are talking about Matt Gaetz leading committees and that they will take revenge. On other members of Congress. This is going to lead to bloodshed and mayhem. I'm saying this as an intelligence professional. I mm-hmm. have watched this happen in other countries. I have fought against potentates, warlords, and dictators. And the very fact that I had to write a book about it in the United States just stupefies me. Mm. But here we are. We're in a place of eminent, eminent danger. And what the Republicans want is they want Democrats, independents, and the average American to go, oh, it's just a midterm election. It doesn't matter if I vote uh, in this election. We lost seats in 2020 because people voted at the top of the ticket and didn't even vote for their congressman, right? So we lost seats. We're within five seats of ending the American experiment. I swear to you, that is what is going to happen. So one
2: of the things that- Uh, you're saying that I want to sort just, of da- I know you're. I a happy note. I have a coffee. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we're, I, we need to be caffeinated for this conversation. By the eight o'clock hour, my caffeine did. has has kicked in, um, and I start talking fast. But um, one of the things that you said I want to sort of dial in on there is the fact that there. So, so when we're thinking about the Republican Party right now. And and you you highlighted the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren Boberts, uh, the Matt Gateses, Paul Gosar, um, and I think that people are actually slow in realizing what you just said, which is that they are the Republican Party now, effectively, right? Kevin yeah. McCarthy may be the leader of of the House Caucus, but he's not in charge, so to right. speak, right? And I think that right. you know the danger here is this idea that they're like that lie that we told ourselves in the beginning of the Trump administration that he would be surrounded by very responsible people who wouldn't right. let him cross the line. So I think in part there's this veneer of sort of, you know, oh, Republicans are making political calculations and Kevin McCarthy wants to be speaker. And this is why he's letting these people just you know, run all speak. over him. Right, right, right. But, but like as if like that is the conversation we need to be having versus – the, the threat of domestic terrorism from within. If these people are against right. the democratic system, if they don't believe in the rule of law. If they believe that political violence is, you know, so normalized that it, it is a, a perfectly acceptable response when you lose an election, You, you know that's can I something make a quick really point? different than
1: we normally see. The pro- terrorist group, the provisional Irish Republican Army, they had a political body which represented them in parliament. They had Sinn Féin, their political mm-hmm. body. Uh, many members of the Irish Republican Army were members of Sinn Féin and it's vice definitely. versa. I mean, you know, and they, they espoused uh, Republican liberation, right, in, in Northern Ireland. But they didn't have a problem with allowing terrorism to do the speaking for them. Mm. And that's what I'm afraid we're going to. Um, we, you know, we have their, their quote unquote leaders are people who should never have seen any hall of power, but now they represent the true heart of the Republican Party. Let me give you another cultural, I don't know if I did this last time we talked, a, a little cultural analysis here that your listeners can, can, can maybe relate to. If you remember the TV show, um, uh, The Handmaiden's Tale? And Mm -hmm. they, you know, they go back and they flash back to life before being a, you know, essentially a state-sponsored rape victim. Um, There was this scene where all the women go to work and they're told to collect all their stuff and get out. And that there are armed, young paramilitaries who are not the police on the streets who are escorting them out, right? All bearded guys looking like militiamen. And the woman says, when did this happen? And her boss said when they pass the laws. Right. And she goes, What laws? Right. That's the point that we're at. We're at the point where you may have a Congress now that will codify. Well, let's just say that Roe versus Wade will certainly be codified as right. gone forever. All right. These are not single issues anymore. The entire American way of life as it has existed. Since eight, you know, since since the the since its founding, look, I'm a Philadelphian. This morning, I tweeted out on my Twitter timeline uh, that I s- just swore an eternal oath that I will die before I allow a dictatorship led by Donald Trump and the Republicans to uh, to overthrow this government. I spent my entire life in the armed forces of the United States or the intelligence community fighting against dictatorship, and now we have weaponized apathy. Amongst Democrats who who are single some single issue voters, oh, well, you know, Eric Garland didn't do this, so I won't vote. Or I didn't get, uh, you know, I didn't get a, uh, um, a criminal rights, criminal justice pass, so I won't vote. Uh, look, we are our own worst enemy. And we are at the point where George Washington was faced with the exact same decision. All right. In the winter of 1775 which is everyone is about to go home on leave, all right, and never return, or he attacks. And that's what we need to do. We're at our Valley Forge moment. It's time to attack Trenton. It is time for all <laughs> of us to stand up and not be summer soldiers and to be the winter soldiers that will defend the last point of American democracy.
0: And and is voting our only tool in battle here? No, like no. Are, 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 are you seeing enough being done by the DOJ? Are you seeing no. enough being done by law enforcement? Like, what here's needs what I, to, be, what what needs what to happen over the next 11 months so we don't end democracy in November?
1: OK, here's what I don't see, all right? A, the funny thing is, I was on Stephanie Miller yesterday. And mm-hmm. uh, I was told that Jamie Harrison was on Stephanie Miller. Some of you might recall that he is the head of the Democratic National Committee. Look, yep. I'm in media. I don't see this guy. Right. Granted, you mm-hmm. don't see, you know, Ronan McDaniels running around everywhere, but, but she we doesn't have a platform to, have, to talk about. Right. He has platforms. He could right. be on every show every day, all day declaring that American democracy is in danger. We don't have to have just the president doing that. We don't use the thought leaders that are in our own party. I mean, you know, we have so many people that are all trying to be the leader of whatever their little clique is that the big picture. Now I'm seeing people like Michael Beschloss, presidential historian, talk about the potential end of democracy. Right. I'm seeing everybody on the Morning Joe lineup spout what a year ago I was spouting and people were literally calling me a conspiracy theorist over. Right. So we are in danger. And you know, granted, I am just one of those people who has been trained to constantly be on the lookout for real danger, real threats. To uh, to the American defense, and this morning I, I reaffirmed my oath to the con- you know to the to the Constitution, the, the oath of affirmation, uh, or oath of allegiance, as we call it in the armed forces, because I now see today as a rallying point for the people who really intend to put the knife in the heart of American democracy and reestablish an authoritarian authoritarian America led by a dictator who will not relinquish power; he'll turn it over to his kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not, but it feels like sitting on our couch. Like, yes, oh, I am, I am, I am ready to vote. I'm also, have, I'm, I'm ready to Catherine see
1: for you. I under, yeah. I forgot. I didn't answer part of your question. What do we do, right? Yeah, what can that was you my question. Do? I was like, so now I'm gonna, what? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you a little hint. So um, okay. most of you know, I have, I have houses in multiple places, right? My, my family's in South Carolina. I grew up in Philadelphia, and uh, and and I have uh, a place in upstate New York. Well, i here in upstate mm-hmm. New York, in New York 19, uh, centered on the town of Hudson, New York. There was an indivisible group that formed about four years ago called Indivisible NY19. They did a very interesting thing, which got a a minority congressman elected in a, in a county. That was 92% Republican and white. And you know what they mm-hmm. did? They had they went every Friday to the office of this congressman. His name was John Faso. And they fashioned this thing called Faso Friday. And it started off with like five people, then it went up to 10 people. Then it became a block party everyone went to every Friday. And they went mm-hmm. to his office and peacefully demonstrated and showed what they supported. But they really wanted one thing. This guy never came to his office in two years, <laughs> right? right? Not because they were right. there, because he was a, he was an animal of Washington. But then he became afraid to come. No one was threatening him. It was mainly, you know, little ladies handing out cupcakes and stuff.
0: Oh, no, this is uh, this is my congressional
1: district upstate. Like, I, I know these people. <laughs> oh, you are? <laughs> They're oh, sweet, well, yeah. What if this was done on a national scale weekly? Right. Yeah. Go to your congressman whether they even if they're Democrats, especially if they're Democrats. Every Friday, all of you, go out and say, "I defend this constitution. I want this. I want change." And use that as the basis of your voter registration. Use that as the basis of harness, harnessing the energy and the imagination. Tell people we are under attack. Oh, I I can't even st- Believe that I'm using those words. I have literally yeah. been under attack by foreign governments overseas in defense of this nation. But the fact that I've got a country that is teetering on the edge of a bunch of Timothy McVeigh's having their leader imposed as a dictator because people were too apathetic to come out and vote is it's galling to me. So you can mobilize yeah. right where you are. I mean, every Friday. All of you started off as a block party. Bring coffee, even bring donuts for the congressional staff, Republican or Democrat. But by God, get out there with the American flag and start taking back the phrase, we the people. That's what you can do. I think that this is is such an important coffee now.
2: Well, it's such an important (laughs) point because one of the things that we have, um, you know, in our uh, proverbial arsenal is, is the Constitution right i mean in the same way that they're sh- wanting you know actively shredding the constitution we it's still there right. and we still have it and we i mean the way that they you know there's been reporting this week that a lot of these groups have um you know they went a little bit underground so to speak after the insurrection no, regrouped and are, went local right and are showing up mm, at school board right. meetings there's nothing right. stopping folks on the left or wherever you are on the spectrum doesn't even really matter. If you believe in the constitution and in democracy, there's nothing stopping those people from engaging in the same type of activism.
1: There is no counteraction going on. There is none. These people are dominating school board meetings. You know, the video that you're not seeing is the people who come up like me and speak plainly and go, you're crazy. Why are you here with your craziness? Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Get away from our kids. You're a danger with your anti-vaccine talk and your talk of taking over school board. Get up and defend people. Get up and defend your community. Defend your lives with common sense, with talk. I am a true son of Philadelphia. I am a true believer in Thomas Paine, right? I believe you have to get up and stand up and use your words, You know, I have a lifetime membership to the Norman Rockwell Museum. It's about 20 miles west of me, east of me. And when I feel bad, you know what I like to do? I like to go in and I like to visit the hall of the four freedoms, right? The freedom from Mm -hmm. fear, freedom from want, freedom of religion. And most importantly, they have the jacket that the model wore of freedom of speech. And we should all be affirming today. Today, you will get your butts up and go do something weekly to help defend this.
0: Thank you, Malcolm Dance. We needed that. I think everybody who heard it needed it. I hope you say it a million more times today, but thank oh, you yeah. for starting, starting your January 6th here with us. We appreciate you as always.
1: All right, get moving.
2: Thank you. Stay safe.
0: <laughs> get your coffee, get moving. Everybody's got your marching orders. It couldn't have possibly been any clearer. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.